Good afternoon, and welcome to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy, and I'm joined for this afternoon show by my co-host, Mike Kubik, and we have a special guest with us. Our district deputy, uh, Dave Bloomer, will be joining us here momentarily. But let's begin, as we always do, with our prayer to St. Michael. In the name of the Father, and the and Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Michael. Yes, Joseph. Thank you. Um, good afternoon, everyone. Um, there's a, a request I have. I have two uh, two friends. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have two friends, and one of them is actually a relative. Both brother knights, um, Andy Wheeler, who has congestive heart failure, and he is uh, in Holy Spirit Hospital, and uh, my cousin Richie Ringus, who's uh, from Trevor and Road area out between Shemokin and he lives in Cole Township. He has a uh, tumor, a cancerous tumor on his brain, and he is down at the uh, York Cancer Center. So uh, keep them both in your prayers and uh, as far as we, I'd like to say a Hail Mary um, uh, for him, for both of them. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. As Joseph mentioned, we have a uh, a guest today, real good guy. He's been on before, so we know you're going to enjoy everything he has to say. Uh, Dave Bloomer, who's the um, deputy life director uh, for the state area for the state, but he happens to be near us here in Harrisburg. Okay, Dave, are you ready, buddy? I think we lost Dave for a minute. We got him back. Hello. Hi, Dave. <laughs> If that's the worst thing that happened this week, we had a good week. <laughs> you were going to tell us a little bit about the district deputy uh, seminar and what you uh, sure. proposed to all the folks out there. Yeah, sure. No problem. I want to apologize. First of all, I'm fighting a little bit of a cold this week, so my voice is a little bit deeper than normal, but we'll muddle through. Um, basically, uh, a couple of weeks ago at the DD meeting. Okay. Dave froze up on us again, so uh, we'll let him figure out what he's going to have to do to get back online. And in the meantime, I'm going to mention something that uh, deals with pro-life. Um, I know that a lot of people listen to other radio shows, especially talk shows, if uh, if you're a conservative or if you if you lean toward just listening to talk shows, uh, whether they're liberal or, or conservative or Catholic. Hopefully you listen to Catholic show, which brings you back to uh, 720. But one of the things that um, we looked at was, is Glenn Beck uh goes with a, uh, a, a group called, I think it's Preborn, and they do a fantastic job. But I just wanted to let everybody know, um, Preborn puts out um, ultrasound machines to uh, organizations so that they can let uh, expectant mothers take a look at their baby, babies in the womb. And, um, you know, they, they do a good job. They've been in existence doing this three years prior to what the Knights of Columbus started doing with ultrasound machines. But I just wanted to show, just mention this slightly. Sure. Um, 
like I said, they were in existence three years before the night started it. They have brought to date 44 ultrasound machines into existence. But we as knights, starting three years after, I believe our number is 1,500 or maybe a little more now, Dave. It sounds about right, yeah. So, you know, my brothers and sisters, if if one of the councils in your area or group of councils is trying to raise money for a uh, ultrasound machine, really take note and give them a hand in any way that you can. Okay, David, I think we got you back now, hoping we stay with you. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds that would be good. (laughs) Um, Basically, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking at the DD meeting and um, basically gave everybody a pro-life report. Before I went into what I talked about, I thanked everybody about the Silver Rose. Now, the Silver Rose is pretty much done for the year. I actually saw um, an article uh, yesterday. I, I forget where I saw it. But it looks like the Silver Roses are all now in Mexico City, which is where it usually winds up every year, right around the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. So it winds up at that cathedral in Mexico City, and they have a big uh, fanfare for it down there. So I wanted to thank everybody who was able to help us this year with the Silver Rose. That really helped. Um, I did. There is some uh, sad news, though. I did notice yesterday uh, one of the gentlemen who helps handle it for us. Angelo and and Anzalone, I believe, passed away yesterday or passed away a couple of days ago. So obviously, let's keep him in our thoughts and prayers as well. He he helped us out in the Northeast, up in the Scranton area when we needed uh, someone to take care of it up there. So he'll be missed. Um, but basically, um, we and we had the March for Life this year. That was fantastic. We had, a, um, I know we talked about this in a previous episode, tons of people there we had a great time it was a great uh, moment for the life movement and after that i went into my uh, my uh, report and it was basically good news bad news i went through the bad news first um one is this real alternatives contract that everybody's been hearing about and basically what it is is a 27 year old contract that started under the casey administration and what it is it, it is it helped a lot of women with unplanned pregnancies and unfortunately, our current governor is going to stop that contract at the end of the calendar year. Most likely, he's going to funnel a lot of those funds over to people like Planned Parenthood. So that was some pretty bad news that we got. Um, right now, our, the lobbyists with the Catholic Conference and some of our other allies, they're trying to work to salvage something from it. And I'm hoping we'll have some good news with that in the near future. Um, the other thing is, uh, we, we've been talking a lot about this constitutional amendment, and it's still alive. And just a real, uh, very brief uh, update on what it is. It isn't something that would end abortion in Pennsylvania. And unfortunately, it doesn't go that far. What it, what it would do is it would state that there isn't an inherent right to abortion as it just passed in Ohio, and it wouldn't give any taxpayer funds to abortions. Now, unfortunately, this past year, we've had a lot of um, uh, stoppage in the House because the House is now controlled by the, 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 the Democrats. Now, there was somebody who resigned this week. That gets us back down to 101 to 101 tie, which will be settled probably in February with a special election. But even if that all um, happens in our favor, there's still quite a few large obstacles to getting it passed. Next year, the elections are coming up. And Nobody, I can tell you, I've been dealing with the legislature for over 20 years. The last thing they want to do in an election year is legislate. So they're not really going to do anything with that this year. And um, so 
even if, if something passes, it's very likely that this whole idea is dead. So we're not even really thinking about it so much anymore. But what um, there is some good news. And there was a couple of things that passed this past year that are good for the overall pro-life uh, movement. One was uh, Act 32. And that's uh, what it what that does is it provides Medicaid coverage for human donor milk, which is very important for a lot of people in uh, low income uh, situations. They need it's almost like a blood bank for for human uh, breastfeeding milk. So that passed and that's that's going to be a good thing for us. Um, two other things that one other thing that passed was Act Five, and this is a maternal mortality study. Past couple of years, they've been seeing a lot of infant mortality rates that have just been going up much more than is normal. Nobody really knows why it's happening. So this study hopefully is going to give us some answers and hopefully give us some preventative uh, measures in the future to try to help keep the infant mortality rate down. And there's another bill that's going through the legislature, hasn't passed yet. And what it would do is it would add urgent care centers to the list of places where there's baby drop boxes. Now, unfortunately, as you know, a lot of people, when they have an unwanted pregnancy and the baby comes to term, a lot of them are putting them in some very unfortunate places like dumpsters, back alleys, you name it. What this bill would do is it would add urgent care centers to places where you can drop them off now, like hospitals, uh, police stations, fire stations, where there's no questions asked and you can uh, you know, hand a baby over in a, a drop box to you know keep that baby safe and to keep it alive while somebody tries to adopt it. So we're hopeful that um, that bill will pass. We're not really sure. It, it passed the Senate, but now it's got to pass the House where passage is uncertain. So. So that was pretty much it. There was one other piece of news. It was um, that wasn't really legislation, but a lot of the abortion providers were trying to um, get something from the Pennsylvania Department of Health. They were trying to get these um, waivers for health and sanitary conditions at their clinics. Now, luckily, the Department of Health told them, "No, you can't. You can't do these exemptions." So hopefully, there will be at least a modicum of safety and hygiene at these places that these people were trying to like, you know, ditch. So that was pretty much my report. Uh, like I said, there was a lot of bad news, but there was some good news too. So that's where we are in Pennsylvania. Okay. Well, I'm glad that, you know, you and uh, all the guys that are, are, are mm-hmm. attend these DD seminars gets information out to uh, all of our brother nights. I think that's one reason why we like to have you. And we had, <clears throat> excuse me. And we had Dave Sims on uh, our mm-hmm. last show was in order to, get um, information out to those who don't attend the DD seminars. Because as we know, a lot of DDs uh, may or may not get the uh, word out to their uh, grand nights, which in turn doesn't flow downhill to us, the membership, and we don't get to know anything. So, uh, and that's one reason why we're always happy to have you guys on, because you get to give us a little insight to what happens when uh, we are not able, or not even um, I hate to say the word aloud because you can go to any meeting, but you really and truly, you know, it, to pay f- to go up to state college and go there and, and attend meeting, it's kind of rough for uh, the average person. Um, and it's usually in the middle of winter too, and nobody wants yeah, to go. Yeah, which isn't, <laughs> which doesn't make you do backflips over either. No, definitely no, not. not. <laughs> um, you know, it, it it's good that we have uh, people like you and, uh, Jack Rosati, uh, and, and you know, on the pro life side, yeah, Jack's a fantastic guy, 
And then we have uh, our local people. I mean, Dave Sims really does a great job, gets the word out as much as he can. Now he's membership, yeah. right? But membership. I work, I work in Jersey, our regional yeah. uh, program guy. Program. And, and Pat does a good job. So we got all that going. Um, I guess I better be quiet here because we're getting down to the time when Joe needs to make an announcement. So, Joseph. All righty. We're up against our hard break. Uh, we'll continue this discussion with uh, David. Now he's given us the, the last report that he had. And we'll be back right after these messages. Welcome back to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy, and I'm joined by Mike Jakubik and uh, David Boomer for this afternoon show. And uh, David pretty much given his re report from the last uh, district deputy meeting, I guess it was, up in uh, State College. Michael. Yeah, Joe, uh, you know, one of the things that we did want to talk about is I know that uh, we've been having a lot of trouble getting on the air only because of the fact that you've been so busy doing stuff at the station. So why don't you give us a little rundown of what's been happening uh, with the computers and everything else that's going haywire? Well, in the last, I don't know, week and a half, two weeks, our main computer that runs our automation system here, after uh, 12 years of hard 24-7 use, had uh, kind of rolled over and passed away, if you will, for lack of a better term. I hope and you we, prayed for it, Joe. We did. We did. Okay. We, we, we were going to sprinkle it with holy water, but we yeah. didn't want to get the, the priest man. But anyway, we were fortunate enough that uh, when we called the Arrakis people in Denver, Colorado, they had one already on the shelf loaded, ready to ship to whatever would be their next customer. They shipped it overnight to my house. We came in here, loaded it up, got everything working. Fortunately, one of our other volunteers, his son works in the IT field, and he was able to salvage the whole directory off of the old hard drive that had all of our files and cart rack uh, information you know, that we use for on air for everything from the weather forecast to station IDs. And he was able to read this. Otherwise, I'd still be here. My fingers would be down to the nubs. We'd, we'd be kind of had a, would have had to hand type that all back in there, Michael. It would have taken us probably a couple of weeks. But uh, all is right with the world. The streaming is back up. The weather forecasts are working on the stream and on the uh, on air uh, facilities. Uh, a lot of work by a lot of people, not just me, but here at the station, a lot of uh, volunteers and whatever were in here, quite honestly, pulling our hairs out until we got stuff where we needed it. But uh, all is right with the world. We're back up amongst the living. Uh, and there again, there's a couple thousand dollars that we weren't expecting that we had to shell out for uh, you know, the equipment and stuff to replace the, the old with the new. And we're always in need. We're a 501c3 uh, organization and as such we rely on our listeners you know our brother nights and uh, the other shows that we air on the station to uh, keep us going keep us functioning be able to pay our bills every month but as mother angelica used to say keep us between your cable and your phone bill you know and yeah. and write that check if you be a monthly donor that would be terrific but yeah we're we're back amongst the living michael yeah, well, one of the things that came up at our Tuesday night meeting, we just had our meeting Tuesday, and that's when I found out about Andrew Wheeler being in the hospital. And the other thing that came up was is um, we don't really, we never really had a place to put our, when we do our 50-50 drawings, uh, you know, naturally half the money goes to the individual that won, 
but the other half of the money just went into the general fund. So what our councils have decided to do is that uh, every month, whatever money goes into the council will now be a monthly stipend that we're going to give to Holy Family Radio. Oh, Michael, thank you. God bless you. So uh, what we're hoping for is, is, you know, maybe it's not a lot of money. I mean, you know, I, I would assume that in our case, it might be $15, $20 a meeting. So you're talking about $30 a month. But, you know, if every council did that or something similar to that, um, that that could end up being a lot of money. So I'm kind of sending it out to you guys. If you uh, if you don't have a um, if you do a 50 50 every meeting and you don't have a place that it's earmarked to go to, uh, you might want to think about Holy Family Radio. Uh, I know that and and Joe will tell you a little bit more. I mean, uh, it's so important. You just like us, you know, in our home budgets. It's nice to know you have something coming in every month, and that makes it so much easier than relying on getting $5,000 every half year, uh, you know, from the telethon, but to actually have 50, 60, 100, 200, $300 every month knowing you're coming in just to pay for some of those bills. And, you know, it's no more than your home bills. Ours are a little bit higher because of the electric cost to run the transmitter and, and keep the lights on here at the station. You get your tape, your cable, and your telephone bills the same as we do. It, the occasional new computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was well, that 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 put us out a thousand bucks yeah. or so thereabouts. But yeah, it's it's a never-ending battle. And you know, tell a phone, tell a friend, tell a neighbor about Holy Family Radio. It's the only Catholic radio station in the diocese of Harris. And uh, you know, we want to keep this going. We've been on the air twelve years. I don't want to see this fail. I've put too much time and effort into trying to help these people keep this thing on the air. We have uh, other people that are more technical and IT, you know, people that uh, are helping me do my job when I'm here because they're not here all the time. But uh, it takes a lot to keep this going and it takes a lot of cash to keep this going, uh, realistically. And uh, yeah, we're a 501c3, so we can't go out and do commercials like, uh, I don't want to mention a, a call that is a radio station, but as uh, a call or a radio, an AM or FM radio station can sell commercials. We cannot. We can we can put uh, bumpers in between there for our uh, underwriters, but uh, that's you're limited as to what you can say in those bumpers. So yeah, if I could jump in here for a moment, um, could talk a little bit about what's coming up for next year. Um, our PA March for Life should be around the same time this year as it was last year, and I kind of like how they're pushing it back to October now because there's a lot more school kids that get involved with this, which is great. It's good to see them um, pushing for pro-life policies and pro-life uh, measures as well. The national one for 2024 is going to be January 17th of 2024. Now, I've been talking the past couple of times, I've been here about how really a lot of this is going to delve into like states now with the Dobbs decision. However, there is still a reason to march down in Washington just because Congress themselves can initiate um, pro-life or unfortunately pro-choice legislation if they see fit. Now, the march itself goes to the Capitol now. It doesn't go to the Supreme Court building like it used to. So there's that new target is the Capitol for like to tell the legislators, hey, we're out here. We, we're watching you. We're taxpayers. We expect good legislation to come out from you that's going to protect life and protect our families. So January 17th, 2024, that's the 
uh, national march down in Washington. I know some guys I've been talking to, they're already talking about getting, trying to get busloads to go down to D.C. that day. So I know that's coming up. I think that's one of the things that disappointed me, Dave, is, is when the Dobbs decision was passed, I really thought, well, that's good news because you're going to get down to the states. And hopefully um, at the state level, we're a little more reasonable because you have a majority of people that believe in life. But I was shocked to see that so many states actually went beyond what was approved under Roe v. Wade. Yeah, uh, Ohio was the biggest yeah, surprise. I, they they just they, they just enshrined it a couple of weeks ago. Now there might be a ray of hope there. I, I know that there's uh, certain people like the Attorney General of Ohio and others that are challenging the that vote for whatever reason. I'm, I'll be honest with you; I'm not even sure what the basis of the challenge is. But it was you're I was just as shocked as you were to see Ohio of all states and in places like South Carolina and Kansas, some of these things failed like by like large margins, like it wasn't even close. And that shocked me as probably as much as it shocked you. I'm just trying to think I'm like, you know, this really shouldn't be that difficult a moral question. But obviously, we still have work to do. Yeah, I think the thing that that it bothered me the most was, I mean, I, I know that there's a, uh, there is a contingent of pro-choice people. I mean, there is. And I understand how legislatures have to look at both sides of the fence and they have to weigh everything. But I think what, what surprised me was, is that I really and truly thought that there would be something that would be a little bit tighter than what was Roe v. Wade, where, you know, we're going to go to 20 weeks or 25 weeks and, and, you know, the, uh, or 10 weeks, I'm sorry, go the other way, that it would be less time. And, and well, Texas really, did. yeah, I thought that was going to be what was going to happen because I mm -hmm. figured, well, legislators are legislators. They right. want to get, they want to be put back into office. Right. So you're not going to totally turn around and say, well, I'm not going to, I am so total pro-life that I'm not going to listen to the 51% of my constituents that will yeah. vote me out of office. That's not right. That, that is a consideration. You're yeah. right. Politicians are politicians. Sure. Uh, I, I wish that all of us had the conviction of our faith. I know that I'm lax at times also um, because there are people that commit an atrocious crime, especially against children. I'm more than happy to see them get the death penalty. And I know mm -hmm. that that's not pro-life, but it's it, it's yeah. my burden to carry. But I think I but I understand, you know, legislature the same way. They're not going to turn around and say, well, you know, it's my yeah. livelihood, my job. And right. It really just shows how much work we have ahead of us to get the message out of why we are pro-life, why the pro-life message is the right message. Sometimes you see certain legislators or certain groups talk about it and they don't really, I'm quite honestly, they just don't really do a good job in getting that message out. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be incumbent on people like us, the Knights of Columbus, like Catholic um, Catholic charities, like the Catholic Church, people we know that are on our side of the pro-life measure. So hopefully well, we'll I, see something soon. Well, I think that's what, one of the things that bothers me the most is if you say that you are pro-choice, right? but then you try to eliminate the choice, which is pro-life. Yeah. That, that's the thing that always bothered me. I mean, I can understand you saying, well, I'm The specious argument. Yeah. It, you know, we have some ways to go with this and yeah. there should be a compromise and you can go with that. Not that in your heart, you don't, you don't feel there should be a compromise, but to say that um, our governor basically says, no, 
I'll fund pro-life, I'll fund right. pro-abortion, I'll fund Planned Parenthood, but right. I won't fund the alternative. Well, yeah, that and eliminates that real alternatives has been really helping a lot of people too, and that mm -hmm. that's the thing that gets so dismaying about it. You know what, David? You and me and Michael and everybody else that's a human being on the face of this earth right now, we're here. We're yeah. already pro-life. Yeah. I mean, you think about it that way. You know, everyone who's been born is pro-life. Yeah. yeah, we need to get all of our, I was going to say Christian, but we need to get all of our brothers and sisters uh, out there. Yeah, yeah I this think this is, a I, this is a serious issue. Yeah, yeah I think sure. it's something. I think that's not a clump of cells growing in a woman's uterus. Yeah, I think it's something. little human being. I think it's something far and beyond religion, because I don't think, I don't, I don't think it matters if you're Catholic, Protestant, Muslim, Jewish. Uh, it's humanity. It's it's sure. a human function, and and that's what we got to look at. Joseph, I can see the clock is ticking up, and it's about time for you to uh, bring us to an end. Alrighty, uh, on behalf of the staff and management here at Holy Family Radio, I want to wish you and uh, David a very merry Christmas and happy Thank New you, Year and uh, rest of the Advent season. And uh, stay safe out there. Be good over the holidays. You know, stay on Santa's good list. <laughs> uh, and with that I'm going to say Merry Christmas one and all for Night Talk I'm Joe Murphy along with Mike Kubik and Dave Woodward stay safe God bless <laughs>